0: Welcome to the Haley Hennessy Podcast, hosted by me, Haley Hennessy. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics that will empower you to discover new ways to make life juicier, more vibrant, and inspiring. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that typically I have an idea going in before I hit the record button. usually have a plan but today I've been getting this push and this tap on my shoulder to dive in without anything so right now as my voice is being recorded I have no idea what I'm about to talk about (laughs) and I have been trying harder recently to lean into these intuitive whispers or these like gut feelings Maybe you can relate to this. If you get into your car, you're about to go somewhere, but then you have a little whisper in the back of your brain that says, Go get this thing that you left behind, or maybe you should text this person right now, or something random that pops up into your head and doesn't feel like it fits in the moment, but there's a choice where you can either follow through with it and make it happen or you could just push it away. And then (laughs) I think most of us often push these little whispers away and then down the road, maybe a few hours or maybe the next day, something happens that reminds you of that moment that you had that whisper in the car and you think, darn, I should have done that thing. I should have grabbed that thing. I should have texted that person. And so that's what I have been working on leaning into and listening to more. It really is amazing when you allow yourself to listen to these little mental messages to follow through with them. If we take the time to acknowledge what it is and then realize what it would look like to follow through with it and then actually follow through, it's really fun to see down the road what the outcome is from following that little nudge. And I think it's interesting that we don't follow these nudges. We don't listen to these intuitive messages. It's a society thing. It's like the whole of our society. Society is so busy, so scheduled, so packed full of things to do that it's ridiculous to listen to these things and it's going to take too much time or slow us down we logic our way out of listening to these things. But I believe that it's so powerful when we can listen, when we can take the time for these. I don't know if you've ever tried it or if you've ever experimented with this, But if this sounds interesting to you, I challenge you to follow through with the next few intuitive nudges that you get in the near future. And just to be crystal clear, the nudges that I'm talking about will never create an outcome Or should never create an outcome that hurts someone, that knocks someone down, that intentionally damages. Or pain someone emotionally or affect them in any harsh or negative way. If these are the types of nudges that you are getting, this is not what I'm talking about, that is something different, I would recommend seeking some help from a counselor if it's something that you feel like you don't have that much control over. And if you do, I still think the advice of a counselor or a mentor or a coach is the best best way to go to start processing that out of your system, because that is not what we're talking about in this podcast. I am going to share a couple, I think, a couple that I've experienced recently that were so, (laughs) so interesting. The first one was actually at the beginning of my reconnection to this intuitive nudge. It was earlier this year, and I started to realize in my life that it was time to start listening to my intuition again and to just kind of indulge some of these things that came up for me. The first one, I was at the grocery store. I get the same things every single time, and I was in the lettuce refrigerator, and I was grabbing a big box of spring mix and a big box of spinach. And two doors down in the refrigerator section I was in, I saw this woman who was climbing up the shelf to reach something on a top shelf. She was short. um, And it was just it was kind of cute and her husband was standing watching her, I thought I heard him mention that, oh, we need to grab spring mix. So what I did is I grabbed another spring mix (laughs) and I walked over to them and I said, here you go. I heard that you might need this instead of just ignoring it and walking away because my intuitive nudge was like, oh, you should... You should be a good neighbor and give this to them. And so the people kind of looked a little shocked that I was talking to them. But I found out it was because I don't think that was something on their list. But she said, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And then we started talking and she said, I've been on this health journey recently and I've been eating a lot more salads, but I've been kind of stuck and just eating romaine. And I really think I should try this. It sounds like it would be really good. It looks like it's got a lot of minerals and vitamins in it. And she said, I want to keep this up because I've lost a hundred and Five pounds. And here she is. I told you she was just this little girl. I mean, she was a woman. She's a grown woman. But she was this little woman who I would have never guessed or known that. And of course, you all know that I'm so supportive of anybody who's working on taking back their health and working on improving their lives and growing into a better, healthier, happier, good feeling version of themselves. And so I was just so excited. And she had never tried spring mix. That wasn't something she'd ever eaten before. And so I was really excited to share that with her and to be able to hear her and witness her and support her and congratulate her on the efforts that she has been making. And of course, I I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen her or talked to her. I don't know her. She was a stranger. But can you imagine if you were on a journey like that and you were able to be recognized by someone and supported by someone, someone who was just a stranger, that would feel so good because often when we are living our lives and doing improvements on our health, usually the people that are closest to us are often the least supportive and it can feel a little hard and daunting. And so any encouragement on a health journey always feels so good. And I was so happy to be able to share that and give that to her that day. Another really cool example that happened was I recently hosted an in-person women's circle and it was time to advertise for it. But if you've ever been to a women's circle, if you've heard my women's circle episode, uh, you'll know that women's circles aren't supposed to be huge. You're not supposed to really go over maybe that 12 people mark. And 12 is, is kind of a lot unless you're ready and adapted for a larger Group, and you've structured it that way. And so, when you're advertising, you don't want to over advertise, but then you also don't want to under advertise. And so, it's this weird dance of trying to find people that want to join this event and also not going overboard and getting everyone in the world to show up for a circle. And so, for planning this event, I really just leaned into these intuitive nudges because this was just recently. And so I've been practicing listening to these nudges over the last few months. And so it was easier for me to just kind of give into it and dive into it. And so the nudge was print four posters. So I printed four posters and I only hung up three of them. And beyond that, I didn't really advertise I didn't put it on social media. I didn't make an event or anything that people could join online. I just hung posters and did word of mouth. So one of those posters I hung up at a local crystal shop and I mentioned on there to email me if you're interested. And the days leading up to the circle, I kept checking my email and checking my email to see if anybody had responded and my email inbox is really a nightmare right now. I'm working on it, but I I literally have 3,000 unopened emails, it's so stupid. And I do, this is a little tangent, but I do wanna share why I have so many emails so this doesn't happen to you. If you ever purchase like a bundle from an influencer online, like get the vegan bundle or get this healthy new year bundle or whatever type of bundle is being advertised to you, just know that everybody in that bundle is going to get your email address and is going to subscribe you to their mailing list and is going to send you lots and lots of emails. So that was a huge mistake. I'm not going to do it again unless I have like a dummy email address. So anyways, now you know I was checking so thoroughly every day for any responses. And so It was about three days, two or three days before the circle, and I got a little email said, hey, I I saw your poster. I'd like to join, Um, and then I also saw that they had tagged a friend in the email, and so it was two people. I'm like, okay, great. Yes, here are the details. Come on and join us. That was that. Then once the circle was happening, we were talking, and they said that they'd only ever been to that crystal shop twice. The first time they had some really magical serendipitous moments from being there with the owner. And then the second time they saw this poster and they would never really heard of a women's circle, but they were ready. They were together. And so they were ready to take the chance. And They were so happy and grateful and I was so, I am so happy and grateful that they joined because they really were special women and they shared some amazing and inspirational words with us and I'm so, so grateful that they're in my life now. And really, we all benefited and grew and got something out of the circle that I don't think we would have if they wouldn't have joined us. And so not only was I following my intuitive nudge to hang one of three posters up in that shop, but also they followed their intuitive nudge. So then lastly, at the fitness studio that I go to, I was in a yoga class with a couple other people. And when we got out, one of the people that was in the class with me said that she had to kind of stop doing some of the poses because her shoulder started to flare up. and from prior conversations with her I know that she and I have a similar thing that happens to our shoulder and I had actually talked to the massage therapist in the studio and in past weeks and asked her about what was going on what did what's her opinion or thoughts and she kind of gave me an unofficial opinion and she asked me to you know put your arm this way and let me let me do you mind if I like push on one spot and sure enough when this massage therapist was figuring out what was going on with my shoulder, she found the exact spot that was an issue for me and she put some pressure on it and it was only for maybe 10 or 15 seconds. And then I immediately had felt relief and then also I felt uh, or I was able to get way more range of motion from my shoulder than I had been in a really long time. So fast forwarding to the yoga class, I was talking to this woman and she was mentioning her shoulder. And I said, oh my goodness. And and she had been told by her doctor that once it is painful like that, she's gone too far and she shouldn't use it. Of course, doctors are smart and they say what they need to say but also there's something in me that thinks well if you have to stop using your arm like that doesn't seem like the solution that seems like okay you stop using your arm or your shoulder but then if you do the same things it flares back up again and so what's the true answer here what's the true healing method and so I started talking to her about the massage therapist. I said, oh my goodness, you have to hear about this thing that she taught me and blah, blah, blah. And as we're talking, and this was just something like I overheard her talking about her shoulder with the yoga instructor. And so I really wasn't a part of the conversation, but I decided to kind of hop in and start telling her a little bit about what I've learned. And then about two minutes later, The massage therapist walks in and I said, oh my goodness, I was just talking about you and what you taught me. And so the massage therapist did the exact same thing that she had done to me on the woman with the shoulder issue. And she too, within just a few seconds, started feeling a lot of relief from the shoulder issues she had been experiencing. And she said, wow, like I am really surprised and shocked and I can't wait to see what my physical therapist says about this because they were telling me one thing and now I kind of believe another. She was really excited. I don't know it was just cool to have made that connection. And now she's going to book a session with the massage therapist. It was kind of this magical moment of connection for all of us. So those are just three little recent examples. But the thing is, is that when we start to listen to our intuition, to listen to these nudges and to follow through with them, magic happens, synchronicity happens, things align and people can really benefit and enjoy the outcomes of the situations that these nudges are inspiring. So if you ever decide to start tapping into this, I want to first put it out there that some things that you listen to or some of the nudges you listen to and follow through with, you might not know why you did them, but there's an effect that happens that you possibly won't ever witness, but is still working out for the betterment of the people who will come in contact with the ripples of what you have done. In college, I used to write these love notes or like these really positive and encouraging little notes and I would put them in an envelope and seal them shut and then I would hide them around the library on campus and I never would see anybody find them. But I would go back to check their locations and they were always gone. So I knew that someone had found them. Even if it was just a librarian, someone had seen them and probably opened them and read them. And so who knows what came of that? I don't know, but it felt really fun and exciting to be able to put that out in the world. And so just know that some of the things that you do will be just like those little love notes that I left in the library. There'll be a little love note to someone that you don't know, that you're not going to interact with, and you might not ever experience the outcome of it. But it just feels good to have started that domino effect. Another thing to also keep in mind is to not go overboard too fast. So sometimes it can feel really exciting when you start to do this, but if it starts to impede or impinge on your daily life, you can always make a mental note or write down what the little nudge is so then you can follow through with it when you have more time during your day. So often I get little pings or little nudges to send text messages or to ask things to people in my life or to send a video or a song to someone. Of course, timing, I think, is always divine. And so it doesn't matter if you send it immediately, if you send it a little bit later after you have gotten to wherever you need to go or finish the thing that you've been working on. But just as long as you can remember that, following through with it is what matters the most rather than doing it specifically in the moment if it's something that can be followed through with later. So often for me, my intuition knows what I need in a moment. Usually if you've learned how to best take care of yourself, how to be healthier, how to live healthier, you've got that prior knowledge and so your brain just kind of knows that in a moment, the thing that you're needing the most. So what I mean by this is often I can hear the little nudges that say, okay, it's time to eat. There's a popular topic called intuitive eating right now. I think I should talk about this in a future podcast episode, which I don't necessarily believe is actually intuitive. I think it's more craving focused and not necessarily a healthy way to eat but it is very popular right now so stay abreast to that but i do believe that we have these natural urges (laughs) in our bodies that tell us to eat or to rest or to slow down And we ignore those a lot during the day, but those are still there. Those are those intuitive nudges like, hey, maybe you should have a snack right now so your blood sugar doesn't drop and you can remember the things that you're going to say in the presentation you're about to give, for example. And so I'm an Enneagram 3 for those of you who understand the Enneagram We really like to work and get things done and never stop. I've learned this about myself over the years and I've been trying to work on not letting myself overdo tasks throughout the day. And so being able to tap into these nudges and listen and follow through with the things that my body is needing, like eating a meal. (laughs) I often skip lunch and I'll eat it way too late and that can be a problem. We need to eat, we need our calories, we need our healthy carbs, So I've been listening. I'm like, okay, it's time to eat. It's noon. It's lunchtime. Let's do it. And I have really been feeling much better and enjoying the way that my brain works in the afternoon more because of the way I'm fueling myself. Another thing might be water or what you're drinking. It's really easy to ignore our thirst levels and reach for a beverage that's not as hydrating. So it's really important to listen to and hear the nudges that are saying, hey, you need to hydrate yourself. You need to stop and drink some water in order to rehydrate in the areas your body needs it. The hardest one to listen to for me is when I am sleepy or getting tired throughout the day. If I have a really busy or intense uh, few days in a row, I will have a day after that where I feel pretty tired and a little bit more frustrated or angry just in general and I have this feeling of wanting to get everything done to be productive but then I also can tell that I need to slow down and so allowing myself to slow down and to chill out on the productivity can really mess with my mind. I feel like it's not worth it, that it's not beneficial and I need to get all the stuff done first and then I can allow myself to rest. But we are the only species on this planet that don't listen to our natural rhythms, our natural needs and cycles. And so I don't know about you guys, but I've got a cat and he sleeps whenever the heck he wants to sleep. If he's tired, he sleeps. And he doesn't push himself to stay awake. He just knows when it's time. And I think we all know when it's time, but we often aren't able to give that to ourselves. And thankfully, over the years, I've tried really hard to build my life where I have more time and flexibility in my schedule. And so I I have the opportunity to rest and relax if I need to. And so I can do that. Really, whenever this perfect storm of exhaustion hits me, I have to listen to my intuitive nudges and go take some time to rest. Because when we are tired and exhausted, our decision making skills drop drastically, our ability to solve problems drops, our reaction time decreases. Really, we're just not as pleasant to be around and we're more of a hazard to our communities. And so if we can take a little rest, that is so, so beneficial something I learned from my grandmother back in the day is that even if you can rest, but you can't fall asleep, that is still so beneficial to your body, to your mind, to your energy levels. Even if you're not a napper, if you can just lay down and close your eyes for 15 minutes, you're going to benefit so much from that time that once you are back in action, you're going to see a huge difference in your ability to make decisions to react, to do the things you need to do and to be your best version of yourself. So sometimes these intuitive nudges can be a random thought. It can be a nagging message in the back of your mind like you need to go to the grocery store today because today's the best day. Even though you don't want to go, you should go. Little uncomfortable feelings like that. They can also be that message of you should say something, you should speak up, you should use that throat chakra, open that throat chakra. They can be a feeling of needing to slow down and listen to your body and what it needs in a physical way. And it can also be a need to process your emotions or a need to release specific emotions that might be trapped in your body and have been hanging out in there for a while and they're ready to be released. So if you haven't already, listen to the podcast episode 12 about feeling your feelings and use some of these tactics to release your emotions. So we are all doing this divine dance of life. We are connected to the earth. We are connected to one another. We make impacts on all of it. And so we need to process and release so we can keep moving forward and keep growing and learning and hearing and paying attention and being present to all of it. And just the other day, I had this very intense emotion of anger come into me. And I knew that expressing it to the person that I was angry at was not going to be helpful. And usually it never is because when we are angry, just like when a little child is angry or having a tantrum, It's not the thing that was taken away from the child. It's not the parent that said something to the child or whoever, sister, brother. It is a need that the child has that isn't being met. So same for us when we have these big feelings, these big tantrum-y feelings, it's not The thing that someone did to us, though we think it is, it feels in our brains like it should be, but the reality is that what needs to happen is we need to help ourselves have our own needs met. And so usually that means giving ourselves attention, space, safety to release and to express. So during the spell of anger that I experienced, I knew I had the intuitive nudge, it said, you need to process this right now because I was just holding on to it and I didn't I didn't want it to carry on. And honestly, over time, it was building. And so what I did the night that I felt the most angriest, I got all of my little chores done and my tasks done. I got ready for bed and then I grabbed my notebook, I grabbed my pencil and I sat down and I did one of the greatest things you can do if you're a writer. I wrote down the nastiest letter I think I've ever produced and i got everything out that i was feeling i said the things that i would never say to someone in person but the things that we often all think or would love to say or imagine us saying them to get back and get that revenge that we think that we want i wrote it down i wrote two pages front and back and then when i was finished writing i felt so good it was wild. It took me less than 15 minutes to write the whole thing out. And the beginning of the 15 minutes, I was seeing red, I was full of rage. And at the end of those 15 minutes, I felt very cloud-like. I was ready to go to bed. I was at peace. And then the next day, I brought it back up in my mind because it's always good to revisit whatever it is that's triggered us to see if it's still triggering us. Because truly, if you've fully processed it and you fully transmuted that energy, you can think of that exact scenario. You can hear the exact word or see the thing that that person did. And the way to know that you have processed it is that when you think of that situation, there's no strong, big emotion that comes up whatsoever. And for me, the next day, there was still a teeny little bit. It wasn't that strong, but I knew I needed to do a little bit more. And so I went back to the letter And I wrote in big letters, one word insults, like, I don't know, dumb. I was picking words that felt like if I could just yell this one word at this person, it would feel so good. And so I wrote all of those down. And when I was done with that, the strong, intense rage feeling was completely gone. I could think of the exact scenario, the exact thing that happened that flared and fired me up just the day before. And I feel completely indifferent about it. I could forget about the whole situation at this point in time. It was such a powerful experience. So then from there, I folded it up and I put it on um, a little shelf that I have. I wanted to kind of clear it out, offer it the love that offer me, that version of me, the love that I needed. So I put a little quartz crystal on it. I put a little flower. I had a carnation. I put a little carnation on it. I just let it sit until I was ready when and later that night I grabbed it and my partner and I went down to our fire pit and I took the lighter and I lit that baby on fire and watched it burn to a crisp and poof, it was gone. I would never ever ever want anyone to ever read that note. Watching it burn, that that rage that came out of me, that wasn't me but was within me, seeing that rage burn up on that piece of paper was so beautiful because now I'm no longer walking around with that inside my heart, with that inside of who I am. That's not something that I'm going to be trickling out emotionally and expressing in passive aggressive ways or in snide remarks or in backhanded comments or in a way where I would build a wall and ice the person that I was so angry at out. I'm able to now still show up and to still be there and to still be who I want to be all because of that small little process transmuting that emotion and I knew that night that I was getting so rageful I was actually doing the dishes and I was thinking I need to take this rage out on all these dishes and so I was scrubbing them really hard and I was like yelling but it wasn't enough in that moment there was so much in me it was a good a good way to like wake it up and to get it ready to flow out but I needed to do a lot more to get it out of me in a in a complete way and so instead of just going to bed it was late when I did it when I wrote the letter but I knew that I couldn't fall asleep with that on my heart. So my little nudge told me, you need to do this. You need to write this out before you go to bed. And I'm so grateful that I did. And then my little nudge said, you need to burn this tonight. And it was actually the night of the new moon, which is a great time to plant new seeds and to decide how you want to move forward for the next two weeks. I didn't want to carry that emotion into this fresh start, this new beginning. And so I'm so grateful that I followed that little nudge, that little whisper, and released that out of me. So hopefully all of these examples have given you a little inspiration and given you some tools and ways to use your own little nudge and to follow through with some of the things that it's telling you. And I'd love to hear if you've ever done this before. So if you have and you've seen some cool things come of it, hop on over to Instagram and send me a message and get the conversation going. And if you haven't already, sign up for my email newsletter to find out all the updates and the good information coming your way from me and by doing so you'll receive a little gift which is the self-care menu so this is a printable menu that you can post up onto your refrigerator and you can pick and choose the things that you need each day that are self-care tasks that will show yourself that you care about yourself and you know what even if you don't believe that in your core right now doing these things anyway will start to crack that and shed that little by little and over time you'll see that the love that you have for yourself and the care that you have for yourself will increase and increase until one day you'll be writing rage letters and patting yourself on the back for doing so so go ahead and sign up for that. And just know that I am so proud of you. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this and to bring this into your mind and for your courage to share it with the world. Not even necessarily sharing it saying, hey, have you followed your intuitive nudges today? But just going out and talking to that girl who's trying to get the lettuce out of the the refrigerator or mentioning something to the person in your yoga class that's having shoulder issues, you know, just those little tiny things is a great way to share. And until next time, I will be sending lots of love your way and I'll see you in the next episode.